Hi, everyone. Welcome to Wisdom and Wonder. I'm your host, Ann Jan. And today on the podcast, we have uh, another episode on music. And here with me is Shekinah Jacob, uh, who is a singer-songwriter. Um, so welcome, Shekinah. Thank you. I'm so excited to be here. Okay, great. Um, can you just give us a little background about like who you are? Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah, So I actually work at Redeemer. I work in the admissions department. I do the events um, here on campus. Um, Yeah. It's really exciting. I'm also, as you mentioned, a singer-songwriter. This past year, I've been working on an album. It's going to be called In the Garden. I've been working with a producer who is actually here, based in Hamilton and that's actually one main reason that I moved here and started working here was because uh, I was commuting from Toronto um, every every week, almost every day, and got to know the city, fell in love with it, and yeah, now I'm here. Oh, well, I'm yeah. so happy. It's like full circle. Yes, yes. <laughs> um, you and I go back a long way. Yes, we do. Yeah. yeah. I like, think over 10 years. Yeah, because we knew each other in Toronto and yeah. now we're, you know, now we're reconnecting here. at Redeemer. <laughs> I know. I'm it's so funny. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I feel like you like have like gotten a little more ahead in your life. I'm like, I'm back in school. And you're like, I don't I know. Am. It's a give and take. I feel like you have a family now, too. And That's like, true. it's like we, we both have what the other doesn't. So maybe we complete each other that way. There you go. <laughs> um, okay. So. I just kind of want to know a little bit of your story and kind of explore that a little bit. So um, who or what sort of got you into music? This, yes, um, I think like a lot of Christian um, musicians or artists, um, it all started with the church and singing at church. My my dad was a pastor. He was also a missionary. Um, and a lot of my childhood was going around when we would go raise support, singing um, as special numbers or like being part of the worship team or the kids choir. Um, but when I was in high school, I was, I'm also from New York City. So I, I went to high school in New York City. I got into a performing arts high school. And there I got actually very much immersed in classical music and musical theater. And I thought for a very long time that that was what I would pursue. And so I um, did all of the like auditions. I, I, decided to go to a conservatory in New York City. Um, the one that I really wanted to go to was called Manus. And I worked probably all four years of high school just to get into this conservatory in New York City. Um, and I got in and, you know, I thought that was like such a God moment. And I was like on this track to be what at that time I wanted to be an opera singer. And so I was really into classical music and um, that was my training. And I did a semester there, but then something had happened in my family situation and we had to actually move back to the Philippines, which is where I was born. And um, we thought we would go back to the U.S., but it was like two years of being in the Philippines and the visa process, immigration, if you've ever experienced it, it's a very long, long, long process. And we actually didn't get to go back to New York and I lost my admission. I deferred for a year, but then because it was just longer than that, I ended up losing that admission. Um, And I stopped singing for a very long time because that was just very, I was very hurt by that. I felt like God took away something from me, but um, one way or another, Um, my life sort of turned around and I realized that I actually didn't want to do classical music. Um, So eventually when my parents uh, moved to Canada, I moved with them. And um, when I got here, one of the things that I was exploring was songwriting. Um, 
I guess because I went through so many sad feelings while I was in the Philippines working through my um, emotions about how I sad I felt, I ended up writing a lot of music and that sort of opened up this like interest in, hey, maybe I want to be um, in music at a different capacity. And I started, um, I, I went to a, a music production and, and music business school in Toronto called the Harris Institute. And I got a lot of my training there as a songwriter. Um, I also worked in the music industry for a bit. Um, but yeah, that's kind of how my little uh, story started. Yeah. Um, and when I think to like that and sort of that big setback that you had, mm-hmm. um, can you like kind of like go into maybe your your thinking about what like so you're at this Harris Institute and like what shifted so you were you're kind of like I give up I've given up on singing but then like obviously there was a moment where you shifted to wanting to go back so what what was that moment (laughs) okay I have to admit it was a ridiculous moment I love Um, it (laughs) so there's this crazy boxer named Manny Pacquiao in the Philippines if you know if you're Filipino or if you know anything about the Philippines he is like like there is when he has a fight he has like zero crime rate in the country and like he literally is currently a senator just because how much Filipinos love him (laughs) Um, at that time he wasn't a senator yet but he was having a birthday party like um uh, like I think it was like an hour away from the town that I had lived and that night I remember watching on the news being like oh you know it's great he's having a birthday party in the next town or they're so cool I go go to bed that night and this is after like a year of me not singing. Like I had not sung for a year just because of how bitter I was. And then I got a call at 3 a.m. in the morning and it was like this lady from a church that I met and she knew that I sang like a while back, but she didn't really know me. I didn't really know her, but she called me and she's like, hey, do you want to sing at Manny Pacquiao's birthday? And this is like at three in the morning. And I'm like, um, hello, who is this again? Who are you? And she explains, she's like, I'm actually his manager. And I'm like, oh, I didn't know that. And I'm like, I'm like 19 at this point. So I, you know, knock on my mom's door at three in the morning. I'm like, mom, can I sing at Manny Pacquiao's birthday? And she's like, uh, yes. And then it was one of those moments where God was like, I'm going to put you in a situation where you can't say no. Cause like, I wasn't about to be like, no, I'm not, I don't sing anymore. Manny Pacquiao. I'm not going to sing at your birthday. Oh my so gosh. I was like, okay. So then I, I actually, it was just a little moment for me to be like, oh God, you didn't forget about me. You, know that I have this dream and you're not going to give up on me. So, okay, maybe let's see if I can, uh, I can think about, pray about how I can turn this around and maybe think through what my goal was. And I think one of the shifts in my brain was I wanted to be an, a classical singer because I wanted to be the best singer there was. Um, and this time around, I was like, let's be open to what God wants me to do as a singer instead. Um, and I have more to that story. Like I didn't figure it out right away. Um, yeah. I'm still figuring it out. I feel like now is the first time in my life that I actually know what kind of music God wants me to do. And I'm 33 now and I was 19 then. So it's a long journey, but like, I think that was where sort of my my idea of what God wanted me to do as a singer shifted. And that's not to say classical musicians, you know, that's also a calling on its own, but like, for me at that time, that's where I shifted from maybe wanting to be more classical to being a singer-songwriter. Yeah. Okay, that yeah. is really yeah, cool. <laughs> it's a crazy story. <laughs> and was the party wild? It was crazy. He okay. was giving away cars. Oh um, it was, the president was there. Um, the current president, I met him 
at that party because oh it was like filled with like dig- dignitaries and celebrities and, and all of this stuff. It was, it was wild. <laughs> oh my word. That is amazing. <laughs> yeah. Um, I feel like that, it, I mean, that seems like a sign of God. Yeah. Right. Um, <laughs> If we think about, so like your, so if we go kind of farther into your journey, um, that was like a a big obstacle. What, if you were to say, like what influences would you say or genre do you currently, like you said, you kind of had to figure out what that was. So can you talk about that process a little bit? Like, absolutely. So I'm still very influenced by classical music. I love Puccini. I love like Mozart. I love all of these like classical composers. So you will see that bleed into my music. I also love gospel and soul. Like I was born Southern Baptist, like that born and raised Southern Baptist. And like, we love gospel. And that was, that's also something that's very influenced, um, has influenced my, my music. But apart from, from music, some other influence I love also are, is actually fashion. I, (laughs) I think fashion is like, it's an art form in itself. It is an industry, but beyond that, I think that I, I, I love dressing up. I love looking at like clothing. And maybe that's also the New Yorker in me where like I used to follow fashion week religiously and like see what was new and like in and like the different houses and like what was um, inspiring them. Like I. Yeah. So, yeah. So it's it's interesting how like that also sort of bleeds in because I feel like it's it's a way of expressing yourself just as much as music is, is what you wear. And like music is a way to like I, I even feel like. Um, as a musician, like, or, or as a young person growing up, the band you listened to almost was like your personality and your identity and your character and like fashion clothing is the same way. We're like, yeah, it's like almost like inspired by who you are is expressed by what you wear on the outside. Not always, but like, yeah, yeah. it's fun to, to portray that. Okay. That's really fascinating. Um, and so when you think about, so those are your, that's your, like, how come you didn't, I guess like my question is like, why you kind of said you started in the church, you went classical. Do you still see yourself, um, sort of writing like how, in terms of your lyrics and how, how inspirational is your faith or like, how does that like bleed into your music? Would you say? Yes. So I think this is the dilemma that every artist who is a Christian, um, has to face at some point. Like, are you going to be, a Christian artist, and I mean that in the marketing sense, or are you going to be a artist who is a Christian? I would identify myself currently as an artist who is a Christian, and because I'm a Christian, inevitably my faith, what my worldview, my my beliefs um, definitely infect my music. So um, the, um, the album that I'm writing right now is you will hear those veins of, of God in there, of Christ and of redemption. It is a redemption story. Um, am I like actually preaching, you know, uh, the gospel? I don't know. I probably, but not directly. Um, I, I'm tackling very dark subjects um, in with my music. And I think in reality, there isn't always a, a clear cut um, solution. There isn't like a come to Jesus moment at, for everything. But I feel like if you were to market yourself as a Christian artist, you always have to have that. Um, mm. versus like, I think with the music that I have, it's not meant for, you know, for corporate worship at all. It's not even meant for like a special number in the church. It's just me expressing my faith, what I believe in, what I went through. Um, and not always having a very, um, 
maybe, uh, yeah, very happy ending to everything. It's just sort of expressing how I feel in the moment. And there is a resolution, but you don't always see it right away, if that makes sense. Yeah. So um, if you're comfortable sharing kind of yeah. maybe some of the the things in your life, those, those dark times that you kind of touched upon like what were some of those um and like how has music like helped you kind of work through those yes absolutely so I went through um depression and actually suicidality which was one thing that I had to really try to overcome and that's a really taboo thing to say almost as a Christian because as a Christian you're supposed to have the most you know the most joy the most peace the most love you should you kind of like oh yeah no God gives you all of these things why don't you have it figured out but I think that there are some situations in our lives that are just too painful to bear Um, and I went through um, a lot of different things and a lot of different situations where I just felt really abandoned by the people that I loved Um, and also um, just overwhelming situations that you really just can't think straight sometimes and it's not even a situation where you know you can make sense of scripture or anything like that and and your brain can't always handle those things and um one of the ways was i was in i remember being in CAMH, which is a um institution in toronto where they have uh people who have depression anxiety or even addictions or anything they they put them in there and i i was in there for a while and the these songs actually started the the first whispers of these songs started there because that was where I was getting treated and that's where I was starting to make sense of what I was going through and this is why I say there's not always a a happy conclusion to everything because a lot of the things that I realized was no the world is dark and broken and I'm part of it and I'm part of it I'm I'm also living through it and I won't get that resolution. However, I can um, trust God through this process and allow him to heal me in one way or another. And just having that like open handed um, receiving um, his whatever God gives me open handedly um, and just be like, hey, God, if you're going to heal me, I don't want to make demands out of you. And that was one of the things that I tried to work through with my music. And it also helped me make sense of things, because I think that there are some things that you just can't express with words. But like music is one of those beautiful things where it's it makes sense without saying a lot um, because you have so much emotion behind it. So, yeah. Yeah. Okay. Wow. Well, thank you for sharing. Yeah, of course. So if we come back to you, uh, your story, this is where you're about to release um, an album. Mm -hmm. And so like what, you know, you have your own personal challenges and struggles, um, but then sort of like, what would you say are like the challenges and struggles you have in the music industry, like trying to be an artist? I have so much to say about this. I don't think you have like one episode is enough, but I was in the music industry for a while. I actually worked in a music law firm and then I, um, funnily enough, was a club promoter for a while. And I think the biggest challenge with the way that the current music industry is, is that it is extremely predatory. Um, and they take people who are vulnerable there. I don't think there's a record deal that isn't predatory. Um, and I just feel like they, they take people who are desperate to be, um, you know, to be seen and heard. It's really hard as an artist already, even if you're not a Christian, 
because you re really put your heart and soul into music. Most of the time, um, artists don't make a lot of money already because they're putting most of their time and energy not into like a job or a degree. They're putting it into their art, which is fair. But unlike other um, sort of streams of income, it's it's almost like a lottery. And people in the industry take advantage. They know that and they take advantage of that. And so they, they try to just... Um, sign you into a deal some that is not beneficial for you or there's also a lot of people who are like hey pay me this much and I'll promote your music and they they it really isn't that way they don't do that at all so I saw a lot of that I even saw that as a promoter where um, I saw agents um, completely making these scam programs where they would like oh you know let's put a show on for you a showcase for these artists and there's going to be an agent at this um at this uh show and like they'll notice you but really there wasn't going to be anything like it was just a scam so that the the promoters could get money um at the end of the night and that the artists would like make sure that they brought a bunch of their friends in who would pay the ticket price and and all of that oh so, so there wouldn't be an actual agent there was there was someone there but he wasn't actually he was i i don't want to i don't want to get sued but um there was someone there who was um part of the company but wasn't there to actually oh. represent the company if that makes sense yeah oh okay yeah so it's kind of like a little loophole exactly like yeah. a, it was like in bad faith it was in bad faith 100 okay. percent. and a lot of those people who i interacted with like i i don't know how um how well they're doing today but i i just felt like it was very predatory and that was one of the reasons i had to just sort of step away um and not not really engage in that anymore as as an artist myself like i don't i i think i'm going to try my best to um just be very wary of anyone who's offering you a deal that's maybe too good to be true because it most likely is and like if you want to be an artist you have to think about it like a business and no one is going to give you anything for free and think about it that way yeah and like you have to make your own way in in doing things and read your contracts very very clearly like if you can get a lawyer because um if they can get something out of you that they will yeah, yeah i mean like taylor swift is a perfect example of this and right? she was one of the biggest artists yeah. and she got like basically yeah completely screwed over in my opinion like and but she she found the loophole which is good which by the way the industries are now doing things so that people can't re-record um if you're a new artist who's about to sign they have clauses now so that they can protect themselves from you trying to re-record your own music so yeah oh, wow. it's crazy yeah so then do you feel like people shouldn't try and get because I think a lot of people are like I'm an artist I'm gonna try and get signed with a label do you think that like there's a level of like maybe that's a bad choice. I, I'm not going to say it's a bad choice. I'm just going to say that be very careful. And if you can, um, make sure that you have your own people and your own team um, and that you have, like, for example, um, you should make sure that you have people who are not going to side with the label and try to find a ways to screw you over. Um, and also, you should, like, I would recommend having your own strong fan base and following. It's so easy these days with social media to have your own platform you don't necessarily need the record labels you know what i mean right you don't necessarily need them 
unless you want like a big advance, which is fine. Um, but if you do, make sure that you already have your own platform so that you can in some ways protect yourself because then you can negotiate better deals and better contracts because you are, are already bringing something of much more value to the table than they are. Right, because you already have fans. Exactly. Okay. That, that makes a lot of sense. Um, if you had any sort of last piece of advice you know you've worked in this industry in many different capacities um yeah. someone's like brand new they're like i want to i want to do music yeah what, what sort of maybe pitfalls to avoid like you've kind of gone over them but like mm -hmm. some advice that you could kind of like as someone who's up and coming who hasn't yeah i think um in a way the music industry is exciting it's bad for record labels, but it's exciting for artists because there is so much that you can do to put yourself out there on your own. Um, and I think that as new artists should just try their best to build their own platforms. And like now um, we're not very limited in terms of like only this genre is going to make it. I would say like focus on niche um, markets. So like if you have a very specific type of music, like I don't know, like country hip hop, like do that because like that's so cool that you can be more niche, focus on that market. And then there are ways that you can like find find a way to monetize that and make a living and all and be sustainable yeah maybe you're you know not everyone's gonna get the big taylor swift record deals but that's okay you could still be sustainable as an artist if you find a good niche if that makes sense yeah and there's it's almost like there's a level playing field now like there the potential is the same for everyone because social media has made it that way so i would say you know if you're not going to go the label route, if you do go the label route, make sure that you protect yourself and that you cover yourself and that you um, demand certain things. For example, that's just a very specific thing. Demand that they do A&R for you. Um, it's really important that record labels have stopped doing A&R, which is artist and repertoire. They no longer take time to actually invest in the artist. Um, but if you you could also do that on your own, like as your own individual person, why don't you A&R yourself and make sure that you develop your skills as a performer, as a songwriter, and then put your music out there and make sure that you find your own niche and your own fans and build it that way. So that's my like two two thoughts right now on how, how to survive and navigate this current music industry because it is a wild west. Um, the labels are changing, the art is changing, music is changing dramatically. So just, I think if you do your own thing and um, just find the people who want to listen to you, that's your best, uh, your best bet and your best option. Okay, well, yeah. thank you so much, Shekinah, for coming on Thanks. and sharing your knowledge and your story with us. Um, yeah, we really appreciate it. Um, if people haven't watched our other episode, um, we did one with a Redeemer student. So, yeah, uh, click on the link to uh, watch that one. And we're hoping to have one more episode on music. And then, um, yeah, so stay tuned. Uh, we'll be releasing an episode every Tuesday. So, yeah. Yeah. Thanks for uh thanks for yeah, being thanks here. Yeah, thanks for having me.